we have forge hats on and Steve's <laughs> eating ice cream. <laughs> oh, it's Sunday. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that bit. And I remembered. <laughs> oh, I got a case of the giggles. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the damaged daguerreotype, uh, which is a f- tin-type photographer sort of thing. Don't explain them, Steve. It's like I know, but explaining se- a joke. Ever since you mentioned it the other day that nobody knows what they are, two. I thought, yeah, that's such a, yeah. Um, I'm so disappointed. Um, ever since you said about it the other day, I, I've wanted to help people out, give, make people realize that we're not just saying random words. They're they're all wonderful occupations from yesteryear. Yes, and the daguerreotype is an people, occupation. People should, uh, should look into this, uh, right? Because we do a podcast about tools, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're, this is a very serious podcast about things. The Stuff devil, you things. say. I've had too much sugar. Right I can tell this is. The, I think you should have an ice cream, Steve, before every episode. You're actually <laughs> you're paying attention. I'm not. <laughs> you're, well, you're not, but you're more than usual, and you're, you're like awake. It's it's it'll, it'll wear off in about ten minutes, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna completely crash later and be horrible. Um, so how are we? How is everyone? <laughs> Jesus, can you just like at least lean back a bit when you? No. How is this what it's, is this how what it's is like listening to me? Yeah, really is. Al, you go. Christ, yeah, put him on mute. Um, <laughs> Prick. We have we spoken we, since we have we spoken since Sportball or not? Uh, I don't think so. No. No. That was last weekend, wasn't no. it? Yeah. yeah, it was right, right after oh, the recording. It was right after. So, yeah, last Ooh, weekend. Did, sorry, on. I just I I just remembered. Uh, did did the you you're probably going to talk about it, but the 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 Vitara, the one it's, in Dorset. It's 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 part two. Um, cool. So, yeah, last weekend was uh, the Super Bowl, which was fantastic, and it was great to. Well, it wasn't actually the game; was pretty boring. Um, but it was really great to have a, a a huge hangout with everyone, just jumping in and jumping out and Shaking joining in about. the fun, getting smashed <laughs> remotely, <laughs> um, having a few rants, and then um, doing a few like kitchen challenges and stuff. But you know, fucking people, Chris Q. People have been like cooking along and and doing the recipes, and and people have been partaking of the cocktails that Philip put up. And I just thought it was a really nice break from the norm of kind of work related yeah. um, Zooms and Skypes and stuff. So, so just for future reference, you can have a remote party, and it'd be quite yeah. quite fun. Um, we had like the 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 playlist going where everyone could join in on the the Spotify playlist and add songs and. And skip forward and stuff because it was all live. Um, yeah, so it was just a nice, nice little experiment. Um, yeah, and thoroughly enjoyed I, that. I, I think I should just add to that that if you really want to make it a party, you can set your webcam on top of the TV, have a USB extender, and it works really well. Yeah, Steve's looks great. Steve had this like wide angled webcam, but from a distance, <laughs> which is something yeah. you not, don't normally use. It is great. You look like yeah. he's in a submarine. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that was that was a nice start to the week, and then it kind of went a bit downhill. So Ooh. after missing out on that car that I talked about a few weeks ago, I had my sights set on another one, um, 
and this guy was, oh, I'll get, I'm getting it through the MOT and it's fine and it's got low mileage and blah, blah, blah. And it was um, not crazy far from me, like a couple of hours from me. Um, and then he just radio silence. There was nothing. Uh, and I was like, chasing up and messaging him. I was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. this is fine. And you can, you can give me a shout. And here's my number and stuff, nothing. Um, and then the listing just went off eBay. Uh, and I was like, oh, I need to find this guy. I need to find the garage. So it was the name of a garage was like his eBay account handle. So I found this garage and then looked for it and it didn't exist anywhere. And then like I went on Google Maps where the address was and it was like a carpet shop and he just parked his car outside a carpet shop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I found out this guy's name and then all these stories started popping up about this guy and he's a fucking crook. And he was like, done for fraud and all these people like calling him out and stuff online i was like ah so i dodged an absolute bullet that one yeah um and that kind of again so it's like two in a row these cars and like as i say they're not they're not common at all these cars so finding two like alive um i was like ah this is fuck it and then out of the blue i found one on ebay totally dirt cheap um, off the road though, so not 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 running on the road, no MRT or anything, just uses a farm vehicle, and it was like three hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the only problem was it was like right down Steve's end, so the total other end of the country. Um, so there's no way I could go and <laughs> no no way I can go and see it, um, especially not with lockdown or anything. So I was like, oh, can I get it delivered? but just buy it on faith and i was like for 300 quid like what can you go wrong and the guy says that it's all fine it's running so hopefully this time when the podcast comes out maybe depending when brett does the edit um i will be the proud owner of the car i'm looking for um, yeah and this one's like a crazy like limited edition that i've never heard of as well because like i think in brett in the states was they were they called an escudo was there a suzuki escudo does that ring a bell Oh my god! No, <laughs> right. Not at all. I think in some market, it might be Japan. Or in some markets, remember that Suzuki was really not. Yeah, a I know it was a side, it was a sidekick in the states. Gotcha. One one mm-hmm. of the models. Um, but this this is called a, like a, a, the Scudo, and mm-hmm. also Goodwin, which I think is like a another like a hunting brand or something. Yeah, and it's like a Goodwin limited edition in like black yeah, that and gold, like, and it's has cr- it got, it's. Has it got mm-hmm. a, a shooting roof? Yeah, I think it's I think it's for shooting. That's fucking and, ace. And and um yeah, like so like different rims on it and stuff. So like I can't yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping that this I get this on Wednesday <laughs> and I get some guys to deliver it so they can just drive it up on a flatbed. Um and then hopefully sometime by the end of this week I can actually start on it, which would be amazing. Um so, awesome. so hopefully third time's a charm on this. It's it's becoming my Eleanor, this car. <laughs> um, but I need to, so that's Eleanor from the film Gone in Sixty Seconds. Um, oh, thanks for explaining. Yeah, it. yeah, I just thought I'd explain it to make it more yeah. entertaining. Yeah, um, it's, it's much better like that. Yeah, so that's me. So it's fingers crossed. Uh, and I, at some point on Wednesday evening, I'm going to be hopefully winning an eBay auction. So wish, wish me luck. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and then I can relax. Um, yeah, and then have you got someone in mind to do the delivery? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a uh, Tom Tom Auto in Leeds, and he's all. He's all fine with it, and I've told him the story cool. and stuff and given him the details. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Sounds like a kind of a, a good week. Well, the, up and down. Yeah. 
Uh, ups and downs. <laughs> like a roller coaster. Like Ronan said, life is a roller coaster. Uh, Brett, what about you? Man, it just makes me want a project car now, hearing all these stories. Um, so, yes, the week has been busy, question mark. I've been working on the Vice Restoration. Just, I don't know, fun little project stepping out of the forge or really having to build anything new. I don't do restorations very often, but I really enjoy the process of taking these things apart and putting them back together. It's fantastic. Also, just wire wheeling this old vice and then realizing that the gentleman who whose shop we got it from, he was brilliant. You know, he made a lot of his own tools, fixed stuff. You could clearly see a lot of his thought process and how he built or maintained the machines that he had. And there's just a ton of brazing all over this vice. So I'm sure it cracked and fell apart or whatever, but the guy put it back together. It's going to work a treat when it gets done. I'm very excited to get it back to working order. I did spend a couple of hours the other day in the forge um, trying to forge vice jaws mm. with a, a very specific, it's not a dovetail, but there's a groove that runs down the middle of this metal yeah. plate, you know, and that's how the, the jaws slide on. And I went, hey, you know what? I'm going to get some hardened steel, hardenable steel and forge those. And by golly, did I not achieve the goal yeah. that I was going for uh i don't know something about you know i'm i know there's stuff with uh i know there's ways to work out using maths and doing volumetric measurements and how things will bend fold move whatever so pretty much what i ended up with was two u-shaped pieces of steel you know as if you took some square tube and cut it in half where the central groove section is the correct size and i felt very good about that and then everything else is wrong so it's thinner in every direction <laughs> just shorter in every direction <laughs> and so i i left the forge just going well you know what i'm i'm calling it uh as it stands these are not going to work that's a bummer and then in the 20 minutes or 25 minutes it took me to get back to the maker ranch I obviously went through like, okay, well, I need to make new jaws because I don't want to order them. I specifically want to make these myself. And that's all it took was me having this defeatist feeling of, oh, God, that that was a waste of four hours, you know, or three hours. And then coming to terms with, wait, I totally know how to fabricate this. Why, why didn't I just do it this way to begin with? And yeah, now I'm going to end up doing it with still hardenable steel, like a 50 or 4140 for kind of the faceplate, And then just using mild steel is building up the, the plate itself and I'll harden it and temper it and do everything. And it's going to be fucking fine. It's going to be totally fine. It's going to work. It's going to be a lot cleaner than these wonky forge ones that I made. Uh, but I still have to sort out whether or not I want to do the other jaw sets that I was thinking of. Uh, just because I don't want to spend three weeks making jaws for this thing. Amidst the other work that we've got going on, um, Ben's been, Ben has been, been a bit busy been. as of late. And been. so we've had... <laughs> We've had a few projects kind of hanging around the ranch. Other than that, I have uh, 
uh, I have received one more fee payment that's necessary. So <laughs> what's what's the name of this fee? Oh, this is the, uh, remember how I told you guys I had got my plans approved and I was all happy about it. And then I had these school fees and that was funny because <laughs> I, I don't really know. I guess they go to the school district in the area. Uh, but I submitted a bunch of stuff, you know, I was like, okay, here's the last step. Submitted it. And a lady called me back clarifying that the check was for the school fees because for some reason that was not clear that that's what it was for. And I go, Oh, uh, was there something else that this could have gone towards? And she goes, Oh yeah, there's a plan approval fee or something. <laughs> so the plans I submitted now have a fee attached to them that was updated. And she goes, Oh yeah, that was supposed to be on there. Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Another $1,300. Uh, that yeah. Tell me about so the school fees were just as much, and that's why she was. She goes, "Oh well, yeah, it's four dollars less for the school fees than it is for this planning fee." That's why I was wondering if if you had miswritten the check. And I go, "No, but I'm <laughs> no, fuck you." Yeah. So I, I don't know. As much as I wish I could just pull the trigger and and pay for all the things and and be ready to start. I think you're going to take a little bit of uh, time or try and figure out how to get my finances in order again for the 10th time to figure out how I'm going to cover these fees so I can start working on the fucking property. Anyway, it, it's still progress. You know, I have to look at it and, and not be so stinky about it. I did hear through some little birds. I sent my little birds out and they came back with, uh, I guess my property value has increased substantially since doing all of this uh the paperwork and also just general uh, what would you call that it, inflation i guess you know the the year over year inflation when my property was assessed it was you know x amount of dollars and it was cheap for value or for uh property in california and since then i guess with things just building out or more people escaping the city to try and go buy properties relatively close to LA and, and, you know, some of the bigger cities, LA, LA. I guess the property value has gone up pretty substantially. So one of the guys, it's uh, one of Ben's business partners goes, you know, if I was you, I would just uh, put it back on the market as property and just bank on it. <laughs> like, and then I live literally nowhere and I'm still living out of a suitcase. I'd prefer not doing that. And also, you know, it would completely destroy all of this potential and being able to create a place that I own and get to live in. And also all the YouTube stuff that would come with it and being able to, I don't know, put the DIY world a bit on its head with some new stylistic approaches and things. Um, I want to still be able to do that. Like it is a project. It is what I signed up for a year ago. And, you know, I still want to achieve whatever that goal is in the end. Bolstered only by the fact that Ben, if if you know Ben on a personal level, this is a very silly thing that he did. But I was just sitting outside the other day and he goes, I got you a gift. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what to reply to that with. I don't know. This never happens. It is a very unique thing that he would even uh, <laughs> poke his head out to go, I got you a gift. And he bought like 50 pounds of brass, random brass pieces and things like that because 
he is very excited for me to work on the projects for the house because he knows I want to use a lot of brass instead of things like stainless steel or just raw steel. Um, I want to do a lot of black and brass mixing. And so he wants me to practice and play and develop some ideas that hopefully we can turn into projects kind of across the board, you know, for mm. all the maker ranch folks that are out here. He, no one really works with brass. So I'm the only person that has any kind of experience. Um, probably going to end up getting some TIG materials or accessories uh, because our machines don't currently have TIG setups, but lots of brazing and TIGging practice, hopefully in the near future. Full circle going back to, I've only welded cast iron one time and watch it, or seeing how this vice that I'm restoring is brazed back together. It's something I think I need to practice so I can fix things when they break or these old tools that I love. I want to be able to find them in pieces and actually put them back in order rather than just kind of a general cleanup and maybe make a couple of nuts and bolts for it. Um, something about brazing and joining cast iron back together is something I've never really explored a lot before outside of the forge pan. And uh, I think with all the, all the old tools and things that I've been seeing out here and a lot of these general restorations that we keep seeing pop up on the internet. It's something I need to explore. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. But basically just a week full of learning, practicing, working on general shit, whatever. Cool. Yeah. Um, Sleepy state. Oh, the sugar's worn off. Oh, no. no. Now's the come down. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck you. I'm still... I've just chugged... Apparently, I've just chugged five portions of my five a day uh in smoothie form um so lots of vitamin c yay uh yeah brett that sounds like you have more shit to pay for and that doesn't sound fun the brass however that's sorry i i was i was getting there don't worry uh the brass that's quite exciting um brass uh macarama brass is good fun um but yeah, uh, I know a few people that have mucked around with it, trying to forge it and do stuff um, like that with it, and it is a utter shit. So yeah, I've it's, only heard... it's good you've got some to play with that's, that you can ruin because <laughs> exactly some. because what it seems well, it seems to me that there are tons of different grades, and yeah, and so knowing that going in yeah. seems to be a big part of the learning curve, but also yeah. just this idea that jewelers use brass and they go through these you know annealing and work hardening goes back and forth yeah. as you're creating the piece so how capable are we or how capable of doing that are we on bigger pieces you know maybe we don't know all the grades or i'll have to ask ben if there was any kind of grade listing on it yeah but in my head it's that exploratory like okay i don't want to ruin this stuff but worst case scenario i melt it down i have a crucible yeah. and i can melt it down if i need to but knowing the process of how jewelers work with it and i have yeah. forged brass a couple of times you know i've heated it and worked mm -hmm. it around but man have i just crumbled or melted yeah that same amount of brass you know in my work so I, I really it's like hope a I 25 degree working range for brass. It's an absolute shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know what your experience is, but the only way that I could figure out when to stop hitting it was sound based. Yeah. 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 
Like you can hear it get glassy and yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think it's kind of as soon as you, if you know the the grade, then you can work out what the uh, temperature range is um, by color, and you just have to rely on that. And it's basically you get like three hits and straight back <laughs> in the fire. Okay. And um, and with some certain grades of brass, as soon as you start heating them up, they basically just disintegrate as well. And like they they seem like one poor kind of solutions because you start heating it up and because I've tried uh, re-smelting it as well and it just, it releases this weird fluffy white shit <laughs> and then the rest of it just turns to like ash and it's <laughs> fucking scary because you're like, I don't know what any of this is and I'm pretty sure I've just breathed in something that's going to kill me. Oh, zinc. It's all the yeah. zinc coming out of that shit. It's gnarly. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, have fun with that. Don't don't well, breathe it in. Right, but reminder that if if I can pull off some of the things that I'm thinking, just just hammering brass, just texture, yeah, texturizing yeah, yeah. brass. Imagine doing your vanity in your bathroom just with hammered brass accents. Something yeah, like yeah. that where you're able to buy a, a component. This is the out-of-the-box concept that I think I've chatted with you guys a little bit where you... You buy a prefab thing from a big box store or from Amazon or whatever, and just a little bit of dolling up or a little bit of, mm. you know, you're not really, I don't think the idea is to sell it as like, look what I handmade created. It's about yeah. going, this thing looks like crap, but it's actually made out of pretty decent material. And I can tweak that material with a bit of knowledge yeah. and know-how and make something that just looks nicer than what you buy off the rack. Oh, like accessories that go with it that then just yeah. elevate it. There you go. There you go. Imagine <laughs> imagine buying a piece of brass angle iron, drilling a couple of holes, and then forging some hooks for like yeah, a towel exactly. rack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Same kind of deal. But that's yeah. just exciting stuff for the future. I'm cool. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Steve, what about you? Uh, I watched Al get progressively more drunk uh, on Sunday night. That was great fun. Uh, yeah, no, the, the Super Bowl thing, like Al said earlier, it was really, really good fun. It was really nice to hang out with a bunch of people um, and just shoot the shit and not, not worry about it and be able to just run up and down uh, to the like kitchen and, and cook nachos and then forget <laughs> about the nachos and have the nachos the next day and they were fucking delicious <laughs> um and yeah just just have fun like i mean the the, the whole thing with uh chris cute and the peanut butter bacon toast thing <laughs> was like that that's what i miss about uh going out and going to the pub is just that random stupid banter joking fuck wittery like that uh that ability to just muck around and and to have a conversation that doesn't have a purpose um and just be able to enjoy chatting to people for the sake of chatting to people rather than it there you go. being like about something in particular um so yeah that was super nice so thank you al for all of your hard work in doing that it was super awesome and lovely and i love you thank you everyone for joining it was yeah. really good to have faces in in my in my world that I've been living in for <laughs> 12 months. Yeah. I um, was at, I went to the forge to try and work thinking I could join whatever I needed to join just from my phone and between not having good service and also my phone just going, Oh, you need this one app. You should download it. And then it was like four hours to download. On yeah. Whatever I think I'm so used to just using this software that I just, 
it's yeah. like second nature. But I was sending that link to people, and they're like, "It's asking me to download an app." I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah. you're on your phone, right?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the thing is that's what made me laugh is because I was expecting everyone else to just kind of jump on like we were and be sat on their sofas, and then you've got like a bunch of people that have joined on their phone and they're holding it like on their belly, so you're just looking up their nose, uh, and then. <laughs> Chris Cute, who joins in like his his podcasting setup, so looks like he's recording a radio show, and uh, like a bunch of pe- different people joining in different ways, and it was yeah, it was good fun. Um, but yeah, that was Sunday, uh, going into Monday, uh, and then it was the working week, and I done all of the fucking copper ever ever uh, this week um, because. We're back into production and we didn't have any pans to actually assemble because we're still waiting on bases, which turned up yesterday, no, Friday. Um, so yeah, I, I've been doing a shitload of copper stuff. So we've got a hundred um, coffee scoop bowls ready for texturing uh, and we reckon that will probably last us for maybe six weeks, if that, because um, they are still flying out. Um, and yeah, like just all of the, copper stuff is now ready for texturing um and working on a couple new uh designs for copper utensils and things which has been fun but because it's all copper what's work, a new what's a new utensils uh slotted spoons and spatulas oh nice yeah and a couple of new handles for spatulas because we're We've got the two styles at the moment, and we want to expand on that a little bit and maybe phase one of them out, maybe add other options in, maybe just kind of do like the same handle but longer or shorter or whatever. Um, So we've just been kind of playing around with options there and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, I was really happy to see in the the newest Forge video the gentleman who's uh, cooking at the end, preparing the food at the end, Seeing, oh, yeah, yeah. All, seeing all of the utensils and pans and things like that all <laughs> yeah. in one shot versus, you know, people are buying stuff and we're seeing a photo every now and then of like a single spoon or a coffee scoop. Yeah, The guy had the lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's such an aesthetic. It's such a beautiful thing to see yeah. all of those tools being used in the same space. Yeah. And very, I mean, very tasty. Gil's, Gil's uh, like, well, I mean, that was Gil's house, uh, which is just the most beautiful location. Um, so that was really, really nice to film at. Um, and yeah, I mean, most really most, well shot again, Steve. <laughs> thanks, so man. Well shot. Um, most of that was uh, in uh, like sorry, most of the utensils were ones that Gil already had, but we took a few of the new ones along, like the the flower scoops and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, and I, I mean, Gil loves our stuff anyway, and we might hopefully be doing some more work with him uh, this coming year. Um, but because I've been doing copper work uh, and the guys have been doing uh, some other bits, there's been very little actual forging in the forge. So the coldest week of the year <laughs> without any fires going, it's been fucking cold. Um, so I have been gifted a pair of thermals today and it has made my fucking year i'm so happy about that because yeah it's got fucking cold um but yeah uh the like i said the pans turned up on friday uh so i ended up going 
back into the workshop yesterday um, and doing an extra day of work to start getting them cooked up um, and pre-seasoned because essentially if we don't get them through the cooking cycle fairly quickly, they start to rust. Um, but once they're seasoned, it's not an issue. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. But uh, because the next Forge video is going to be on uh, pans, pan assembly and care, um, I was also doing a little bit of filming Ooh. because this video is going to be uh, Jimmy actually making the handles, me doing the pans and doing the assembly, and Al is going to be in it at the end doing a bit about kind of the aftercare. Um, so it's quite nice kind of it's it's weird getting back in front of the camera because I don't, I don't like being in front of the camera. Um, but at the same time, it's quite nice being able to go like line a shot up and not have to say, ow, stop doing that. Ow, no, ow, wait, ow, ow stop, stop. Mm -hmm. um, and just being able to kind of like think, right, I need to shoot this. Therefore, I, I will shoot that. Um, so yeah, that was good fun. Um, what wasn't good fun is Thursday afternoon uh, being in the middle of a conversation, no, Wednesday afternoon, middle of conversation with Al and my phone just died. Just straight up, just went, ah, I'm going to pour and I'm dead. Um, so yeah, I, I had to send that off to get repaired and it was fucking horrible because I rely on my phone a hell of a lot. Um, and it's one of those things where you don't realize quite how much you rely on it until it's gone. Um, and for me, I get, I get really anxious without my phone because not because I'm like worried about whatever it's, it, I, I have a weird thing where as soon as I'm like my phone battery dies or anything like that in my head, I'm going shit, my, you know, my sister's fallen down the stairs and needs me to go and look after the kids or my dad's crashed his car or my brother's done this or my friend's done that. And I, I have this like fear of being uncon un uncontactable uh because yeah I, I i don't like the idea of uh my friends or family being in the shit and not being able to kind of jump in and help um so that was a, a really unpleasant afternoon of just being like uh is it time to go home yet is it time to go home yet is it time to go home yet because i just wanted to get home and try and fix my phone um and I am now on an old phone that has about an hour and a half's worth of battery life um, per charge. So, and you can't use it whilst it's charging either because it still goes down. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, but there's a, oh, the, the old phone is with the company at the moment. So hopefully that will work. And then Friday, driving home and uh, stop at the traffic lights and the lights change. I put my foot down to accelerate away and the uh the the back box of the land rover just explodes so put my foot down what? yeah yeah uh so you know inside the the back box or inside the box of a of an exhaust the it's full of like platinum and stuff mm -hmm. to take out all the the bad stuff yeah occasionally that will just kind of disintegrate whilst you're driving and just spray loads of white shit out the back of the exhaust and uh and so it also means that you then have like a straight through exhaust so i'm at the traffic lights in the the land rover sounding like a tractor going blub, 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 blub. put my foot down to accelerate and it's kind of like blub, 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 blub. then the back box explodes so it's white shit goes everywhere and the Land Rover just goes <laughs> fucking 
and I'm just there like, oh shit, sorry everyone, like ignore me. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I that also meant that then I was without a car. Well, I'm not without a car, but I'm not really wanting to drive the Land Rover around very much at the moment because it's noisy as fuck, and the Volvo has a brake fluid leak that I can't fix. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of. It got to that point where this week I was like, fuck, everything's kind of breaking and I don't know how to deal with it. Um, because, yeah, how how do you g- deal with shit when it's like that? Um, like work work stuff, I'm pretty good at, at you know, if something goes wrong, it's like, right, okay, roll with it. Let's find a solution. You work through it. Um, I, weirdly enough, I watched uh, The Martian last night and his thing was very much like, do the math, find the solutions, fix the problem, work through it, and it's all good. Um, and that's normally what I'm like in a in a work situation. But life stuff, I I, I don't seem to be able to do that quite as easily. Um, normally, because I keep getting distracted and procrastinating on stuff because I'm a dick. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we were going to talk a little bit about that and kind of like how you can um, work through stuff. To uh, Total coincidences, Steve, about yeah. your your downers this week. Um, the back box is the one thing that needs fixing on this Vitara. <laughs> so I'll need to do that myself to get yeah. through the MOT. That's a piece of um, piss, though. Yeah. And the mobile phone dying. Yeah. Mine is on my last legs. And um, a few weeks ago, we were talking about, like, retro tech. Yes. Um and since then like loads of people have, like pepped up in the Facebook group talking about mini disc and stuff and all this kind of vintage um electronics. And Dave from the the Fuzzle Tools group, he was kind enough to send me just a box of random shit. Mm-hmm. In, in, I think he described it as stuff that my wife is going to chuck out if I don't do something <laughs> with it. Um and there was like an old like Sony PSP in there. And there was a remote a remote control for something that he no longer had. Yeah. But he just put it in the box anyway. Um, and a few other bits and bobs, some blank mini discs in a case yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And this bad boy. Oh, oh no. Yes. The W8i nice. Sony Ericsson Walkman phone, which oh. I had... 10, 15 years ago. I wanted that thing so bad when it, it came out. It was so good, and it had its own little like Walkman headphone thing that you yeah. put in, and you could put your own headphones in because they knew you were listening to music and stuff. Um, and so like straight off the bat, I was the remote was exactly what I needed for the mini-disc deck that I bought because that didn't yeah. come with one. And he was like, yeah, the only thing is all the, 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 the battery... Um, contacts have just corroded and disappeared so you yeah. open up the thing where you put the batteries in there's no metal <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so i stripped that down just wired up some like tin foil literally yeah and mm-hmm. and um just jammed it in as like a bit of <laughs> resistance for some battery contacts shoved yeah. it in and it just works straight away so it's not even the right remote for my deck but it works yeah. um and then this phone was like it was a bit gross to be honest so i, t- I totally stripped it down yeah um and cleaned it and like sterilized it and stuff and got it working. The only thing is the battery lasts about 20 seconds. So it fully yeah. charges and because they just, they just don't last yeah. uh, the batteries. So I've ordered a replacement battery for it, which you can still, can you get. still get. <laughs> Obviously not, not Sony ones. Cause they'll still, they'll yeah. be just as dead as this yeah. one, um, mm-hmm. yeah. but they're still making new 
batteries for old phones <laughs> for like five bucks on eBay. So, yeah. so that's ordered. So this will be brought back to life because this one here, which you know is 10, yeah. 15 years later and a million times more powerful, doesn't work and is yeah. is broken and the ba- the battery doesn't last a day. So if I can get this bad boy up and running, I think this will be my go-to. That's it's, awesome. it's just proper phone with like buttons. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, you know, I, that just reminded me of your your real knobs <laughs> uh, <laughs> comment. <laughs> if anybody remembers that callback, is the idea of things having real knobs, real buttons. Uh, we had to go and uh, drop Jess's car off over to get serviced, and I went to an antique flea marketplace. And a couple of the booths in there were super well curated and they just had all the old kitchenware stuff that you could need, all the equipment and and, uh, blenders and toaster ovens and all kinds of nonsense. Everything had real buttons and knobs and everything responded. And there was a, there was a toaster, just a real simple bread toaster. And I have no idea how old it was. It looks like if someone said make the empire state building a toaster, it's got this like fluting on the sides and it's really, I don't know. What would you call that design style? Al, I, I I'm failing, but like the font empire is what it looked like. It just looked like empire. Um, and when you press down the button, things still probably works just as well as it did whenever it was created. When you press the button down, there's a light to dark um, adjustment, and it is very, very visceral. Like it clicks as you adjust it over. And that thing is some type of resistance for the spring for the handle that you push down to actually let the to- or let the bread go down into the toaster. <laughs> However, that light to dark thing works. It's just a resistor. So yeah. if it's on light the spring goes down very easily and it just goes click, 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 and it clicks up and releases your toast. If you put it dark, it just clicks slower. And I, you know, with all the microwave talk that we had last time, all I could think is they were asking a bit much for it. Otherwise I would have gotten it or just the idea that I don't even have power to run the damn thing right now in my kitchen. But part of me just was like, this is probably an unkillable <laughs> toast maker. Like it will probably never go bad. And if you needed to service anything on it, it would be the wiring. Yeah. So I'm trying to connect the dots between Al and his beautiful phone, but also Steve, this idea that we've talked about it too many times and other people, it's a constant bit of conversation, how they don't make things like they used to or, Oh, they were just made so much better back then. I don't really agree with that all the time, but on simple, simple machines, things with just a few bits of wiring or a few bits of metal that might be missing, like the contacts for, for Al fixing the battery contacts. The more I've watched that odd tinkering channel that I've talked about a few times, the more I realized that all of that corrosion that used to happen with batteries going bad or little electronics sitting out for too long, and the contacts just going to absolute garbage. The minute that happened, that thing was useless to everybody I knew. <laughs> parents, parents, and kids alike, those things would get chucked out. 
you watch the odd tinkering channel he just cuts a piece of brass out and like <laughs> yeah. creates the new context for it puts it in and it fucking works immediately yeah. Well, I think like a lot of it is back then you didn't really have planned obsolescence, whereas now that's very much a thing that, yeah. that you have. Um, and part of that was because there was, you know, it, it was called the baby boom for a reason. Like there was, you didn't need to uh, to sell the same person the same thing over and over again because you'd sell it to one person and then they'd have like 20 kids and you'd have 20 new customers to sell the, the thing to. So you know, there was there was enough of a boom of people that you didn't need to to plan in this obsolescence but also um back then you you had repair shops you had you know you you could take an appliance into a repair shop and there would be a guy that would be there and fix it and i mean every, everyone says oh people don't know how to fix things nowadays people have not known how to fix things for a very long time but <laughs> like there was a shop available that did that whereas nowadays people don't do that because we're we're kind of a bit fickle and we we tend to want the new thing when something breaks most people and yeah i i realize that a maker podcast like there's going to be a higher percentage of our audience that is going to disagree with that but most people when they when a, a thing breaks they're kind of a little bit relieved because it's like oh excuse to go buy the new shiny one that has mm -hmm. an extra dot after it and has a <laughs> special flashy light like pe people like new shit and that's why we're in the situation we're in now i think I mean, just, even the thing about the the repair shop, Steve. The like repair shops for specific things. Yeah, like a vacuum cleaner repair yeah. shop. <laughs> not not just like some guy who goes electronics. It's like you know specific yeah. appliances. You go and take it to them. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's, uh, I think it's even worse here than it is in the states. Because even in the states, um, I've been watching a couple of videos on YouTube about a guy going to Free Geek, which mm. is in Portland, um, and they just have rows and rows and shelves and shelves of old technology that's essentially they bring it in they fix it up they fix up what they can yeah. and it's to go to like um underprivileged areas so yeah. if some kids can't afford laptops or whatever for school they'll just get old ones from businesses that are no use anymore yeah, because yeah, yeah. They're, they're too good no good for that but they're good enough for like web processing or surfing the web or whatever yeah. um and it's just like this whole industry of, of of keeping things alive and keeping things going and refurbishing things, repurposing things, mm. and then the things that are, are so beyond repair and you know don't even work, like the PSP that Dave sent me. <laughs> um, the Sony don't even support it anymore, so you can't even yeah. go on the PSP network or get any games anymore. It's just shut off. Yeah. Um, but all, all these things and and then they're starting to recycle the gold in it and everything, and it's all just bit like starting to make sense yeah. even for stuff that like you say is, is 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 thrown away um but i was i was gonna say brett um oh brett you should get you should get to um to free geek in portland it's only the next state away and i realized that like <laughs> in america that's the size of three yeah <laughs> england's just to go yeah. from one state to the next yeah <laughs> I mean, I think a trip will be made at some point once things open up a little bit more. I've got to get to the the Northwest because I've I've never been there, and we yeah. have friends over there. You know, I want to go see Michael Alm really bad, but I would love to visit a place like that and just, just pick the brain so and and just rummage through. And I was going to ask you guys, that's a really good example. But how do you? Oh, nice, well done. Steve's actually wearing Michael's shirt. What do you guys do in terms of buying 
new things, whether it's shop kit or home life stuff, do you take the extra time to really see if something's got five years of life in it? Or I, I guess I want to spend less time discussing the, oh, we'll keep the old tools <laughs> in order. And you, we've done that before. What do you do when you actually have to purchase a new thing research wise? Or how do you know what you're going to invest in to actually get the life out of it? Is it is it I'm able to service it? Is that something that you put on the high priority list? Or is it more bang for my buck? I'll, I'll spend it and it'll be cheap. And if it goes to shit, no worries. Cause at least I'm not out a bunch of money. Like where are your priorities on the, when it you actually have to buy a new thing? It depends what it is. So for example, <laughs> um, kettle and toaster, um, for, for Americans, that's a, uh, a device. Water, water cooker. Water. Yeah. Water <laughs> cooker. <laughs> um, Kettle and toaster, it's uh they've got to have uh so it's never a two two toast two slice toaster because who the fuck only ever eats two slices of toast? That's just stupid. Um and it, it's basically it's an aesthetic thing. Like they are so fucking simple, they cannot go like I'm not gonna go for like a, a five quid travel toaster. Tra travel 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 toaster. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm That's out. an idea. <laughs> I need Al to create a travel toaster on, that it. runs oh, off for of the Vitari. A battery. <laughs> yes. No, just a 12 volt that plugs into the um uh cigarette socket. That's uh, not okay. a proper fucking. I want to be able to carry it in a backpack and take it out and not be in a car. I want to be able to toast Gas. toast. Gas, gas powered. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Anyway, Steve, go back to what you were saying. Al, uh, make, a, make a travel yeah. toaster. On it. Yeah, he's on it. No worry. Uh, so, yeah, it, like it, it tends to be a purely aesthetic thing. It's like, oh, this will look nice in my kitchen because it's, it's fucking simple. It's the same with um, like uh, a, a washer dryer sort of thing. Like at a certain level, there it's, it's all much of a muchness. It's like, the the price depends on the brand and how many bells and whistles it has mm -hmm. on it. So like mm -hmm. for me, that's kind of, it's the sort of thing that I buy with the intention of it lasting about 10 years. Uh, like the tumble dryer, I, I get in and fix it occasionally. I need to buy a new part for the one that I've got at the moment. Um, but like, it's, it's just a case of, of having the confidence to take it apart, know what's wrong and or figure out what's wrong and mm -hmm. order a bit. Um, and, like there are a few brands that I know have good like after support. Um, so like a Dyson Hoover, for example, like I know for 50 quid, if you've got a Dyson Hoover for 50 quid, they will come and fix anything that's wrong with it. Uh, even if it's like a new motor, a new uh, cyclone, new everything, like they will come and fix it all for you. Um, so like that's, that's a worthwhile investment. It's worth spending that little bit of extra money on um, for, most other stuff like my my tv for example is on the way out i bought that tv in a sale uh 15 years ago and paid 400 quid for it and it's lasted me until now there is no way that i'm getting rid of it until it's completely fucked because i i simply don't want to spend 100 quid again on a tv like it's it's not a priority for me so when that does go I will probably just buy a secondhand one. I'll I'll buy one off of the person that's getting rid of theirs because they want the new flashy one because I, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, 
But I am convinced I'm going to projector instead of TV in the future. It, it, see, I like projectors, um, and I, I had one for a while, but I always found they're great until you want to watch something during the day. Uh, and then it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, because I've got a couple of projectors like kicking around, and uh, I had one set up in the bedroom, and it was. It was really good until one day I wanted to watch them again in bed during the daytime, and it was fucking awful. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, like uh, there are other things that I will spend time and effort in researching and making sure I'm buying something that's a little bit higher quality. Um, I was going to use my phone as an example and then realized that my <laughs> phone broke. Um, but, you know, I, I spent a bit of time researching into it and figuring out what uh, what offered the best value for me um, and for what I do and what I want. Um, and it's the same with like the headphones that I'm wearing. I spent a bit of money on them because... I spend a lot of time wearing headphones um, and I'm, we're looking at getting uh, a new camera for the forge videos. And again, that's something that it will almost certainly be secondhand mm -hmm. just because technology moves so fast nowadays that I, I simply don't need absolute top end thing. Like it's just, it's not, unless it's below a certain price value, like it's just not worth me spending that much money because it's a new thing and comes mm -hmm. with 12 months warranty. I'd rather spend a bit less, have something that's you know, already survived for two, three years um, and kind of take my chances with that, but it'd be a quarter of the price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm starting to de develop a bit of a complex about new stuff. Yeah. Like genuinely, I don't want to buy anything new and it's no. not, it's not out of some love for retro stuff or some sort of mission for sustainability or anything. I just, since I fell down a, an eBay rabbit hole, um, yeah. I, I was like, I enjoy the fixing of broken things. Yeah. I enjoy taking something that still has potential, isn't quite on the rubbish dump yet. Yeah. Um, and I can, and I can either identify what needs to, to, be fixed or find out what needs to be fixed and and fix it myself uh and that's that's a driver for anything i i genuinely now i i don't want to buy anything new at all yeah anything like the idea of a new tool in a box just makes me cringe it's like this sort of sterile plasticky like modern world mm -hmm. yeah and i'm not i'm not particularly nostalgic or um like I'm not a Luddite, you know, I, I appreciate technology and I like technology and I like, you know, oh, okay, a, a shiny new graphics card, you know, a 3090 yeah. is, is, it appeals Ooh. to me. Yes. Um, but I'd rather have something secondhand. I'd rather buy something that's used. I'd rather buy a Vitara that I know I can work on with yeah. a spanner and, and, and a hammer. I'd rather buy a camera lens, which has been tried and tested and a no work you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's 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 just so much more satisfying you're not spending money on it it's it, it, you know it stood the test of time already yeah <laughs> um but i've never i've never consciously thought about it mm. but between what you're both talking about i'm starting to recall uh this step that got taken at some point in the last few years of my life where it's just material knowledge or knowledge of materials yeah. 
of whatever the thing is that you're looking at or uh, I think it goes just as well for uh, electronics as it does for say power tools or even um, you know home goods yeah if you look at a lot of the stinkiness that gets thrown around at IKEA furniture it's not the idea that uh, it's not the idea that it's made out of you know crappy plastic or it's just cheaply made and mass produced given if you're if you're following the brothers make uh, they're just dealing with some super fun stinky comments from people saying that Ikea cutting boards are better than their reused plastic ones. Anyway, fight that fight. Something that happened a few years ago is I started to pay a lot more attention to what things were made out of. And from Al's perspective of knowing that I can work on something with, you know, a hammer and a wrench, or if it's electronics, is it made out of high enough grade stuff that I can take it apart and not break anything. Yeah. Um, I remember watching AVE videos years ago that were like learning the difference between the plastic molding, glass fiber okay. reinforced versus, you know, your cheaper plastics or Delrin, how everything that used to be made out of metal parts, whatever kind of metal it was, got switched to Delrin because it was cheaper and it's durable, but it will also cook itself. Mm. And so if you can find an old drill with metal bits on the inside versus plastic bits on the inside, there's a reason why that thing is probably held up for 30 years. Yeah. So when, when Al is talking about uh, being able to service things, I, I really appreciate if I have to, if I happen upon a tool or even if I have to buy a new tool, I want to try and figure out what it's made out of materials wise. But the exact same as say the shelving unit that's behind you, Steve, like at, at some point in life, it's like, everybody's had these kind of knocked together shelves, you know, hmm. the bitty bookcase. And yeah. <laughs> and, and you look, you look at the materials when you don't know anything about them. You're like, yeah, it's just made out of some kind of cheap wood material, whatever. That's what they're, they're not expensive because they're made out of garbage material. And then you find a set that's made out of, say OBS or OSB and you're like, Oh, those are a bit stronger. And then you go plywood. Ooh, those are a bit stronger. And then solid wood. Oh, wow. Those are really strong, but I didn't know the difference for the longest time. And I, I never understood why the two by four shelves were stronger than the brand new ones that I bought that are made yeah. to be shelves. Like somebody knocked this together with some screws and old wood, but it's lasted for 80 years. Yeah. And, I don't know if if it's just an exposure thing where I was not educated about that stuff, but I don't remember at any part going through my schooling that I spent 18 years going through of people going, hey, just as a side note, we're learning science. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> materials or, or building materials or something like that. So, Steve, when you're discussing... Uh, old tools or sorry when we have our chats about old tools or maybe how to service these old tools in a blacksmith shop i want to know that they're heavy and if it's cast iron i gotta know that i can service it if it's electronics i'm gonna bug al about it to see if it's a complete piece of garbage and there's a reason they deserve to be in the bin yeah i i don't know it, 
I don't and, know if it's the same for you guys, but all I'm getting at is I wish there was a little bit more discussion or a little bit more uh, transparency on what the materials actually were. Because yeah. so often you just see is made of plastic or even worse is made of metal. And you're like, well, yeah. metal is a very, very blanket term, which doesn't give me any insight. Yeah. I mean, and the, the other thing is, is it's not just about the necessary, the, the type of material, it's the way that material is used. So, you know, you can have a cheap, like really nasty, like has been recycled 50 times chunk of steel that, you know, if it, I'm not being funny, but if it's a, a one inch like bit of square stock, it's going to be pretty fucking solid. <laughs> Whereas you can have a really nice, really high quality um, steel that's cast into a, or pushed into a, a um, like a bit of box, box section extrusion, extrusion that's uh, like half a mil thick. It doesn't matter how good the steel is. It's, it's still going to be pretty fucking weak because, you know, it, it, one knock and it's gone. So I think like, it's i think you make a good point about the material but also the way in which it's used but i think that again that comes down to the same um the same thing of having that experience and knowledge of an understanding of materials and how they're used um but uh, it's a weird thing because like i i know we've all kind of said like um wanting to go for something that's a little bit uh easier to service that's not necessarily a new thing like i mean, I still think anyone that buys a brand new car is a fucking idiot because it it loses most of its value the second you drive it off of the forecourt but at the same time i kind of understand why people do it um and it's like it's the same reason why i complete opposite to al like i love buying a brand new tool because it doesn't need to i don't i don't need to fix it i don't need to service it i can just pick that thing up and use it and not worry about it. Like I, I love the idea of having like, that's why I have the Land Rover because I love the fact that I can work on it, but it also means that I have to work on it. Like sometimes I don't want to, sometimes I want something that that's why I have the Volvo as well. Despite the fact that it's actually broken at the moment, but <laughs> because I want something that I can jump in, turn the key and it just works. I don't need to have that, oh, fuck, is this going to work or is this not going to work? Like, I've been stuck in shitty locations so many times because the Land Rover um, motor has stopped at just the wrong angle so that there's a short in the starter motor. So it, it needs to build up a bit of resistance, a bit of charge to overcome that resistance before it will actually turn and start. And it's a pain in the fucking ass. And having to deal with that shit, like having to do it occasionally and it's, you know, it's just your play car or whatever. That's fine. But when it's your daily driver and you get that, it's just a fucker and you don't want to have to deal with it all the time. Same with tools. Like if it's something that you're using every day, you don't want to have to think, Oh yes, but I've used it twice. Therefore I need to take it apart and rebuild it. Like <laughs> sometimes you just want to be able to pick something up, use it when it breaks sack it off and get a new one like that's why so many tradespeople do that because you know they, they use these things all the time they don't necessarily want to have to stop and service their tools because when they're they're finished for the day like the, the, you know they they're using those tools to make money and um, so they don't want to they can't stop during the day to do it and when they do stop when they're at home they don't want to fuck around fixing at all they want to crack up a beer and watch <laughs> the voice on tv or whatever the fuck people do i don't know so, I mean, so the, the the tool the tools thing and the, and the the daily driver analogy I really like Steve because I've got two Makita drivers right one that's yeah. 
12 years old. Yeah. And it's the 14 volt platform. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then one that's LXT. Um, and the only reason I've got an LXT one is because Richard Morley gave me um, just a bare unit, small, oh, yeah. Yeah. small yeah, circular yeah. saw. Like a, a tiny skill saw, but there's no battery. I was like, but I don't have LXT. It's like, and that was a kind of an excuse for me to to buy yeah. into that platform. Yeah. Um. So I've got this new brushless driver and an old one, and the new one's obviously fucking better, right? Yeah. And uh, the battery's uh, 18 volts instead of 14 volts, and it's higher capacity, and the the drill's more powerful, and blah blah blah. I mean, everything about it is better, yeah. but I still like using the old one. And it's like a treat. It's like I use that one, and 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 I'm starting to personify objects and tools, yeah, and even materials now. And it's like, well, that's the one with that quirk. And like you say, I don't I obviously don't have to tear it down and yeah, rebuild yeah, yeah. the drill every time I use it. But <laughs> it does need tra- charging twice as often. Yeah, um, but I've got more batteries for that one because it's cheaper. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's like there's there's pros and cons, but I. I absolutely am starting to give these things identities and personalities. Mm. And the more broken these things become and the more damaged these things are and the more imperfections they have, the more personality they have in my head. Yeah. So like a bit of wood that's full of knots and as opposed to beautifully straight grain or Mm. um, something with a, a quirk or a chip in it or uh a bit of electronics that only works if you tilt it to one side, you know, <laughs> or the or the car that only starts like like Biff's yeah. car, you know, you, you yeah. have to know the the certain way. That to me is what is what is what makes life beautiful. That's what yeah. makes life colourful and, and and flavoursome, you know. And and if everything was seem if everything was perfect and easy and seamless and clean and sterile, I just think it would be like Wally. We'd all just be floating around in these little yeah. bubbles, and you'd kind of forget what being alive meant yeah yeah i mean i think like i'd really like that the idea of the the person that like the 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 battered old tools having more personality i mean there there was a an episode of um there's a web series called roadkill which i think has come off of youtube and it's only on like a on-demand service now which is a pain in the ass because it was a really good show but they um they're the two drivers and one of them drove around in a uh like a model a ford um hot rod that was done up for sailor jerry so it had like loads of really cool shit on it and the other one drove around in a lamborghini aventador and um <laughs> and obviously the lamborghini was like five times the price but whenever they stopped anywhere everyone flooded to the the old hot rod because it was gnarly it was beat up it was it was a part of shit but it was so much more interesting um and it's like if you yeah you know, if you if you go into a pub and there's you know you've, you've got two people to you know you don't know anyone in the town so you're going to go in you're going to go and talk to someone and you go up to the bar and there's a guy there who has you know the fucking just a gray suit and shirt on and looks very plain and boring like very nice and clean and all that or there's the other guy in the corner that's got like a a denim jacket with like 15 patches on you know a rip in his jeans uh and looks a bit gnarly and and fucked up. You're gonna want to talk to that guy because he's you know he's gonna have more interesting stories, and he's gonna be more interesting and have more character. And I think that's that's it's true of 
um of people everywhere like the the kind of the more interesting they are the more the more history they have the more backstory they've got the, the more you want to kind of engage with them the more you want to spend time with them whereas you know those very boring sterile people that you know they've never left their hometown they've never done anything other than go to school and, and that one job that they've got they don't tend to be overly interesting you don't tend to um to want to engage with them as much um and i think we you and i especially have a habit of kind of putting that same sort of filter onto inanimate objects i do it all the fucking time i do it with fucking uh mugs so i've got i've got a favorite mug uh that's just it's a plain boring mug but it's got it's got a shitload of like old tea stains in it that still don't come out no matter how much you scrub it's got a few chips in it the handle's been glued back on like four times but that's that's always the mug that i go to even when i buy like a really nice brand new mug I'm still going to go for that old shitty one because it's it's my mug. It's familiar. It's nice. It's safe. It's comfortable. It's and I think we all kind of have that um, that desire to go. You're you're a pair of pricks uh, <laughs> to go for those those familiar things because they they're safe and we like safe because safe is spiffing. Have you got an order? Yeah, it's Azub. Azub, uh, which means Al, you are first. You forgot well, that again, didn't you? No, I no, totally you knew it that time. Hey, um, you're learning. So, this is, I'm late to the party, as with a lot of things. Um, and we've discussed this, Steve. But there is a television show in the U, or there was a television show in the UK. Called the Limmy Show, L I M M Y, not to be confused with Lemmy. Um, and Limmy is a Scottish comedian. And I think at the time when the show was on, it's not on anymore, there was a bit of a spate of like Scottish things on television in the UK. And it was all a bit like, haha, isn't it funny? They're Scottish, you know, kind of like fat bastard. Like, yeah. oh, it's funny because he's Scottish, ha ha ha. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not funny. That's just what Scottish people are like. <laughs> or or a horrible like caricature of, of Scotland. You know, like, oh, it's an Asian family. Ha, they're Asian. Like, well, yeah. no, that, that's not funny, somebody being yeah. Asian. Um, and I filed all these Scottish comedy shows into that same bucket. But uh, I shouldn't have, because Limmy's show is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's all just like really esoteric and he's obviously really, really clever. And it's all just like nonsense bullshit things you'd make up in your head. Um and if you if you if anybody knows any Scottish people, they they can spin a yarn. So like Scottish <laughs> people are the best storytellers in the world. Um and he's great at st- telling stories as well and making them up. Um but since that show, he essentially now is a full time Twitch streamer. And yeah. he just plays games for a living, and he's like, "This is what." Oh yes, 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 yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what I would have dreamt of doing as a kid: is playing yeah. video games for and people paying and watching me to do video games. So he does <laughs> that, but then occasionally he'll just stop and make like um, a fake advert live on Twitch. So he'll just be like, "Right, what's the advert for?" And people will type in what the advert's for, and then he, he'll write write a song for it in a jingle and compose <laughs> it like live just with like shitty techno music and do the voiceover and the jingles and everything and it's it's just so creative and so simple. Um but the the pinnacle of it for me was 
there's something called uh, is it Limmy Limmy's show at home or something? Limmy's yeah. Limmy's homemade show, and obviously it's because of lockdown. You can't make a television show really, um, but he's just making it in his house. Yeah. And it's how can you just imagine the brief, like just make a television show with no props, no sets, no other characters, and just tell stories. But he's able to do it. He could, he could, he could just make an episode about tea bags, yeah. or make an episode about a mirror, and it'd just be hilarious and and charming and and funny and humble. Um, so I love it. I'm I'm addicted, and I'm, and if I had time to waste sitting watching Twitch, I would definitely watch his Twitch channel. But yeah. watching watching a middle aged man um, playing like truck simulator is not really high <laughs> up on my priorities. But if anyone does have time, yeah. it look it looks fucking amazing. Yeah. So I, um... Limmy. And I'd love to know if anyone who isn't English or particularly northern can, <laughs> can, can understand what the fuck he is saying because I've seen a few of the videos have subtitles on in English with yeah. English subtitles. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what non-English native English people think of uh, of Limmy's. Yeah, I, I whilst you were doing uh, that, uh, whilst you were like explaining that, sorry, um, I put on one of his uh, shorts on YouTube because I just wanted a quick refresher. And yeah, I'd forgotten how fucking funny he is. Um, okay, I'm going I'm to put a playlist together because the, the problem is his YouTube channel is mostly the Twitch stuff now. Yeah. And then other stuff is like just other random YouTube channels who have uploaded stuff from the BBC and not everything's on BBC yeah. anymore. So it's one of them yeah. where it's quite hard to find stuff. So I'm going to put together a playlist that we can put in the shows. Brilliant. Of just fucking cracking sketches. <laughs> I've just put uh, I've just put one in the uh, group chat that the one that I was watching and it was fucking brilliant. Um, just really simple, fucking funny. Uh, anyway, uh, what was it? Azab. Uh, that means I'm next. Uh, Steve, I'm next. me. So this one um, is actually quite well known, uh, and a good portion of people that we know already follows him. Um, I'm actually quite surprised Al that you don't follow him. Um, but uh, Aaron, <laughs> maybe uh, Aaron James Drapling. Uh, ah, is... I don't like him. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that does um, graphic design and stuff. And I was introduced to him uh, today um, by a friend who was telling, basically, telling me a story about how she um, she was at a like conference. And ended up on a like a merry-go-round in a conference hall. No, on a pier, drinking with this guy just on the merry-go-round. It was fucking brilliant. It was a great story. Um, but yeah, uh, just some really cool, good like. Well, I, I think they're really cool, good uh, designs, like graphicy sort of stuff that just just quite liked. And uh, yeah, I just think it's quite a nice one to go and check out and. And get some ideas from. Um, yeah, he's, he's the inventor of one. field notes. Oh shit! Yes, yes. Sorry, that was the other thing about him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So invented. Among yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of forgot about that bit. I, I, I um, don't. I don't dislike him. He's just every like archetypal graphic designer I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. like hipster, one hundred percent hipster, like. Great yeah. big bushy beard, yeah. Um, yeah. Trucker cap. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, but like, <laughs> vintage, hang on a minute. Vintage design. You know, it's 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 like Nathan Barley. Yeah, but I really like that that vintage design aesthetic. Like it's 
I think there is a reason why it's so popular at the moment. There's a, there's a um, great there's a great documentary of, with him in, um, and he's going through of like old vintage logos, and I think he's got yeah. like a, I think he's got an, a, an you know an architect's dresser like Chester drawers. Yeah, and they're just they're just full of like stickers and sheets of of all these brands, nice. and you could you could see him just getting more and more excited every time he look. He's like, look at this fucking one, look at it, look at it. And you could just <laughs> see the passion and like how how like turned on he gets by these like really cool like simple iconic like yeah. Americana graphic design. Um, That's so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try and hunt that out, Steve, because that that is definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I, I I would be well up for watching that. There's saying that one of the other things whilst we're talking about graphic design and that. Um, I'm trying to find a link for it because there's a, a book that I'm sure is just called Gig. I've got Gig and Gig 2. I've got them upstairs somewhere. Um, but essentially, it's uh, it's like a just over A3-sized um, book that's uh, just got shitloads of different gig posters, like um, individually designed, like small tour and gig posters. Um, and what I love about it is the fact that they're all perforated so you can pull them out and they've got like all the information is on the back side of them. So you can pull them out and have them as posters up around your house, yeah, or you yeah. can just have them as a coffee table book. Um, and there's a few of them dotted around the house at the moment, but yeah, just a, again, a really nice way of just seeing some really cool, really interesting designs that perhaps you wouldn't have experienced otherwise. Um, Cause like I say, a lot of them are for like, either like really small random gigs in the back of beyond or they're for like bands that stopped touring 20 years ago sort of thing. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll find the link and chuck that in the shows as well. Um, but it's definitely well worth checking out. Nice. Uh, Brett, what about you? So this delightful human does amazing things with garbage. <laughs> I'm trying to make a connection here. So rather than spiff somebody that does old tools or restorations or, or fixes things like odd tinkering, I want to shift it a little bit to uh, Danny is her name. And her Instagram page is dead things made pretty. <laughs> She's oh, like, yeah. She is a taxidermist. Yes. And they are humanely sourced everything. She makes a huge point of explaining that to people that try and come at her with all the stink and say, stop killing animals. Anyway, she does beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things with super cute critters that <laughs> happen to pass on in whatever way they do. And God bless it. I, I've always been fascinated by the idea of taxidermy or preservation of any kind of creature. Or I remember the first time I saw it, like a human heart in a jar. I thought it was the coolest thing. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that's inside of me. <laughs> but wow, what she's able to do and her Instagram is very well curated. She, she takes great photos. It's definitely not for everybody. Like I, I know there's plenty of people that are like they don't want to see a dead rabbit head hanging on the wall, or they just get put off by dead creatures or any kind of preserved anything. <laughs> I really like this stuff, though. I genuinely do, and hmm. 
I've actually had a couple of chats with her back and forth. Uh, she's super nice. And she has a a more behind-the-scenes profile as well, which is uh, Bunny Bunnyhead Queen. Um, I'll have... I'll have just the dead things made pretty in the show notes or whatever. But if you want to dive into it a little bit more, you can find her uh, behind the scenes profile. It's private. So she has to accept you, but it's her way of kind of filtering out some of the chaff because um, she was putting up process photos or things that were deemed too sensitive or people saying I should not have to see this on my feed, whatever. So she made a private account. She does all that stuff. It's great. Yeah. Um, super nice, really talented. If it's something you're into, or I've always had an inkling that I might try some taxidermy at some point in my life. Yeah. Um, seems like she'd be a great resource. And honestly, there's some kind of inspirational just vibes and aesthetics that I gained from following her profile. Uh, she did some preserved octopi and, and squids and things like that. That I'm just like, oh, I want one of those in my house. <laughs> I think it was so, uh, I think yeah. it was Caro that put me onto a uh I think it was it wasn't that long ago either. Um and sent me a link and like some really cool stuff. But I because I when I was growing up, one of my parents' friends, um, she was a like a gamekeeper, um, and uh she did like taxidermy on the side. And it was so weird because her partner uh was also like an ag- agricultural engineer so we used to take him over tractors and machinery when they needed fixing and um and because they were quite good family friends but you'd go over there occasionally and uh and she'd be like oh see can you just run to the freezer and grab like some ice out the freezer or whatever and you go and you'd open the freezer and there'd be like a badger and three foxes or something like that just <laughs> stuffed in one corner she's like oh don't worry about that i'm there for a commission later on in the year or whatever. And it was yeah, it was a very bizarre kind of thing to do. But yeah, taxidermy itself is a really interesting thing. And like this is obviously really good, well done taxidermy, as opposed to the bad taxidermy account, which is hilarious, but for other reasons. <laughs> but um yeah, no, good chat, man. That was I I approve. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think. It's one of those where, yeah, it's a taxonomy thing. Don't if you don't if you don't look at dead things, don't don't go and look at it. Don't do that to yourself. Um, but uh, it is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Any other business? I was I was trying to find the animals in food thing that Carol posted. <laughs> oh, kind uh... of... it... The dogs in food is it? The dogs in food. Dogs oh, in food. that's yeah. right. Is it is a a, a heartwarming antithesis to all the yeah. animals um i yeah i just want to shout out soph for her painting that she did this week of wandavision um i don't know if you saw it on instagram no. but she, she so she was doing all the which of soph's many accounts is it on before i make it soph okay um but she was doing all the alphabet through oh, january shit. yes that's awesome she was doing the alphabet through january like a painting a day which is already impressive enough yeah. Um. But then she's just done this this one division one, and it's really cool. It's like I don't know if it's half pencil and half like acrylics. Yeah. Because it like fades in between the 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 fifties and the modern day, but it's just it's she's astounding. She never fails she, to yes. um to surprise and delight. Just that. I was uh, 
oddly enough, I was talking to someone about um, about Soph the other day. Like someone else that I follow on Instagram shared one of Soph's uh, things in her stories. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't know you follow Soph. <laughs> and then we just had like a five minute conversation about how <laughs> fucking awesome Soph is. Um, but she's also, I mean, she's also like incredibly passionate about this stuff. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, between her and um, Ben from Slap Stuff Together, have been having a lot of back and forth uh, conspiracy theories about One Division, about where, where this show's headed. But... Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, no, good shout. I'm, I, I love Soph. Uh, right. Brett. Do you have anything else? No? Nope. Yes? No? Cool. Uh, right. In which case, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or The Forge on the, what's it called? YouTube. Um, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Ah, Hack Shack! <laughs> Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, you can search for Fools with Tools. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, until next, oh no, shit. Uh, that's if you, I, Steve's going into the business. Yeah, I well, I was, I was going to be really clever and I was going to be prepared and I was going to go through all of the things in the Facebook group where people have done the vicious Valentine maker challenge thing. Oh, yeah, that was very good. And oh, I, I was going to be like, with the glass, yeah. I think that was my favorite uh, with the the, the the crushed glass thing um and i was gonna be like oh so so and so did the best thing and uh, everyone should go look at them but i haven't actually looked at them all yet because i'm shit um so uh never mind ignore that um and until next week we'll uh we'll see you then we, we love you uh goodbye Bye. Bye. Bye.